0: Welcome to Moving Out of Trauma, a podcast made to support trauma survivors with actionable steps and resources so they can start moving out of trauma and into the life that they're craving. I'm the host, Candice Ledergerber, EMDR therapist, yoga teacher, first time mom, and dog enthusiast. I am here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I am so excited about today's episode. But before we dive into today's episode of Moving Out of Trauma, I want to give you a few reminders. The first is that if you want to start practicing more mindfulness and incorporate more grounding skills in your daily life, but you've had some trouble getting started because of past trauma, I want to offer you a free trauma-informed Beginner's Guide to Mindfulness workbook. I created this workbook with trauma in mind. You can get this free workbook as well as monthly updates about new content by heading over to soulmission-emdrtherapy.com podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter there and you will get this free workbook directly to your inbox that you can download as many times as you like and get updates when I update it as well. Again, that link is soulmission-emdrtherapy.com podcast. And a second reminder I wanna give is at the end of this recording and the end of every episode for that matter, we will be giving you two resources that we often use in EMDR therapy, which are the container exercise as well as the state change place. So these exercises are visualization exercises that can help you transition from Maybe a state of thinking about past trauma, awareness, learning something new into a more calm, more centered way of being so you can go on throughout your day. I hope these resources help and I would love to know your thoughts. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This is a quick disclaimer that this podcast is meant to educate and inspire and is not a replacement for therapy. It does not constitute therapy services, advice, or guidance in the form of therapy or medical help to treat any condition. So please consult a therapist, your physician, or use the resources we provide in the episodes to find a provider near you. So, today, I'm moving out of trauma, I have Dr. Jen, who is a manual physical therapist and the owner of L2E Physical Therapy in Phoenix, Arizona. So Jen is definitely not the typical physical therapist um, as Dr. Jen's expertise is in the release of the body's greatest restrictions, taking her into the organ tissue, the nervous system, and often into unprocessed trauma that just stays trapped in the physical body. So her approach is to the to see the whole body, the person as one integrated system and really incorporate someone's past and full medical history into her care. This enables her to treat each patient and have them not only feel better but to also understand why they are the way that they are in the present and also understand that how their individual history plays a part into their body, into their symptoms. And their anxiety today in the present moment. So,
1: Jen, welcome. Thank you. So I'm nice to so be excited. here. here. Yeah, I'm very excited, I'm so excited for excited. this as well. <laughs>
0: Going to be a good conversation.
1: Absolutely.
0: <gasps> All right. So. Um, For the first segment of the show, um, I heard this quote, and I'm probably going to sound like a broken record because I'm going to say this on every episode. If anybody knows the person that said this, please message me because I can't find it anywhere. It was just listed as anonymous. But the quote is, knowing a person is like knowing their music. Uh, What attracts us to them is their melody. And as we get to know them, we learn their lyrics. And I thought it was a really cool metaphor yeah, for just like learning about each other and you know about just even like I know it's helping professionals we show up so fully in the work that we do and we have such a passion for it. Um, And so I think that's like a piece of the music and there's just so much there's so much depth to it. So um, from there I created yeah isn't it wonderful so Mm -hmm. If you know who wrote it, anyone out there, please, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one. Um, but yeah, so I, I created some questions to just kind of get to know you and your music and your melody and lyrics a little bit more. Um, so the first one that I have is why are you so passionate about this work that
1: you do? Such a great question. The. The crux of the reason I'm passionate is because I have a firm belief that healthcare in the United States specifically has dug itself a deep hole in treating the what. I call it the what. Mm-hmm. So your diagnosis, what is going on, what medications should you be taking, what specialist should mm-hmm. you see, what lab should you get, what imaging should you get uh, mm-hmm. and they're doing nothing to look at the whole system or very few providers are looking at the whole system. I am so passionate because I'm wholly driven towards the why. Mm. Why do I have 14 symptoms? Why am I Mm. on 10 medications, all of which give me side effects that actually worsen symptoms I had before? Do you think Mm. that my knee pain has to do with my headaches or why I have fatigue? Mm. It's the same system, the Answer is always yes. It has to do with it. There's a story mm-hmm. everybody has, and my passion is uncovering the story in somebody. So answering the why.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I love that because I—I I mean, obviously, you—you you shared like how the system, like the systemic piece works of like the what, but like so many people, I feel like walk around with this question of like why the hell is this happening? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? And really trying to come to more of an understanding of themselves um, to fully heal, to fully heal
1: and um, to
0: feel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: why do I have, I hear this all the time. Do you think my pelvic pain has to do with my thyroid? Do you think my low back pain has to do with my IBS? Do you think I mean, at this point in my career, I can firmly say always, yes. Sometimes the mm-hmm. the journey to get there takes longer for some people than others. Mm-hmm. It depends on somebody's story, how much they've been through, how many surgeries they've had, how much change yeah. to their system. Uh, and part of that is how much trauma that they've been through. and. Mm-hmm. When the body wants to release it and tell that story, mm-hmm. but to complicate things and try to put band aids on mm-hmm. multiple different symptoms just creates mm-hmm. more treble in the system. If we it's stay with chaos. the same music, like music mm-hmm. quote, it creates more treble mm-hmm. in the system, it creates just more feedback. Mm-hmm. And the body's trying to already figure out and deal with something bigger. So, my job as a therapist is to think bigger. Um, Mm -hmm. I often tell people, if you've ever been to a state fair, right? And -hmm. you're inside the state fair, you're like, where's tickets? And where's the bathroom? And where do you get funnel cakes? And I want to get on that ride, but where's the line start? Like, I equate that to people in multi-joint pain, multi-symptom issues. Where is this and where do I go next? Mm
2: -hmm. And then
1: if you take a drone in the state fair and you fly it up, you go, oh, there's a mm-hmm. the bathroom and over here is where we get the funnel cakes and over here is where we get the mm-hmm. tickets. That's the way I look at the system. Yeah. What is going on with the whole nervous system? What's going on with the pressure system? What has your past been like? In what order mm-hmm. did these things come about? How is your mental health? Putting it all together and understanding that mm-hmm. the body's going to respond to collective trauma um, mm-hmm. and to collective insult. That's my passion. Yeah. I never got to understand. I never got to really answer that question in the beginning of my career. It was always, you know, I was mm-hmm. in outpatient orthopedics, and so you're you have very limited time with people, and in that time, you're just answering what is hurting and how do I get this to mm-hmm. stop hurting as quickly as possible in this moment, which has mm-hmm. its definite place in healthcare. Don't sure. get me wrong, but it was never mm-hmm. answering the question for the people with more chronic pain and and complex mm-hmm. stuff. So. That's kind of where Mm -hmm. I've learned to sit and where I love, that's my passion. That's my purpose. Mm
0: -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How does your personality show up in the room with your clients?
1: (sighs) Uh, I am by nature and have always been an extremely intentional person. So I'm Mm -hmm. somebody that I'm waking up in the morning I have the same routine, I am meditating, I am priming Mm -hmm. myself, I am goal setting, I am working out very consistently, I am almost uh, intentionally robotic about the way that I go about my life, Mm -hmm. because the way I think about life is we have Glennon Doyle says I have one wild and precious life to live. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to get to the end of my life and say, Yep, I did everything I wanted to do. And if I, Mm -hmm. for me, that it means staying very, very intentional, that follows me into my treatment space. I am 100% here with every patient that I see. It's the reason I only see Mm -hmm. four people a day, because I can be 100% here and 100% involved in the care for that many people a day, that many times a week and still Mm -hmm. have that same level of depth and do what it is. Like, this is the reason I got into this so that I can have the intention and the attention to both myself Mm -hmm. as a provider, keep myself, my cup full so that I can fill other people's cups. And so um, it's been really nice to have that consistency Mm -hmm. from work into home Life yeah. where I never had that before. It was just like perform for ten hours, get through the day, and then go home, exhale, eat, and mm-hmm. do it again the next day. And and now right. it's oh, I get to meet myself. I get to be the same person mm-hmm. in here that has the same level of purpose and intention. It's just directed mm-hmm. towards my patient.
0: Yeah, you get yeah. to to breathe fully, right? Like you get yeah. to. I like how you said, like you get to exhale. And so you do that within your personal life, but you also do that within your passion for your work with your clients. So you're, you're showing yeah. up fully and you're able to really be, um, present. And, and I think that's really one of the coolest things, you know, from meeting with you uh, a few weeks ago of, that's one of the coolest things of like, again, having the body feel heard, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a, a. a interesting concept since i work so much with the the mouth like the brain and like oh, you totally yeah and so but you wouldn't be able to do that if you weren't fully present you know if you were i mean because tapping mm-hmm. into the body that doesn't maybe actually speak right that makes sense yeah. um it, it yeah it's a lot harder if you're not present if you're
1: you know Absolutely. The, yeah, yeah, the crux of the work that I do is through the Barral Institute, Mm -hmm. B-A-R-R-A-L. It was actually started in France, but the foundation of the work is, is learning sensitivity Mm -hmm. in your hands so much so that you can actually feel the tightest restrictions and what the body is telling you in the system. It's almost like, Mm -hmm. I call it an anatomical metal detector. Cause I'm feeling what is the loudest thing in your body right now? Because oftentimes mm-hmm. the loudest thing in your body isn't the place where people have pain, they have pain in other places because of this area. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and so, yeah, that's, that's basically how, so people may ask like, how do you get to the why?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you say, you yeah. answer
1: the why, but how do you get there? It's always listening to the body. It's getting out of my mm-hmm. head. It's being very clear. It's being very intentional, very calm. And then just feeling into somebody's system, the body doesn't lie.
0: Mm, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you wish everyone on planet Earth knew about the work you do? the The world. I don't know if you want to say the world of pelvic floor therapy because what you do is a little bit beyond that. So, like, wh- yeah. what do you wish people knew?
1: Yeah. No, um. This actually goes really well with the last question Mm -hmm. Uh, because of the nature of the work that I do a lot is using my hands. A lot is, is very, being very in tune with what is the energy? What is the heat level? What is the feel that I'm getting from somebody's system and for an untrained eye that can look very weird and very magical. So if I could answer one, what is one thing I wish people knew? It is not magic. What I do is not magic and it's not painful. There is structure, there is science behind everything that I do with people. Uh, I, I love analogies. So it's like, we understand very easily that somebody you know, trains their body to be able to handle the pressures of scuba diving mm-hmm. and underwater diving. We understand that people train their body to be fighter pilots and handle the G-forces. We understand that surgeons train their, their hands to be steady and very, Mm -hmm. very slow and methodical about the way that they do things because it's a life or death type Mm -hmm. of thing. It's the same. I've trained Mm -hmm. my hands to be sensitive enough to feel into the body's tissue into the depths and be able to say, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what you're pulling me to is your right kidney. This is what I'm Mm -hmm. feeling around the right kidney. This is how the kidney feels different from every other organ. And this is how we're going to release it. The work is not painful. It's actually everything gets put into a slacked position. It's very calming. It's very Mm -hmm. relaxing. It feels good. And it puts the body in a more efficient position. When it's in an Mm -hmm. efficient position, we can heal better. And Mm -hmm. so that's, yeah, if I could, people see it and they're like, I just think whatever you do is like, which doctor? And I'm like, well, first off, I've like that term, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it's uh-huh. not at all. It's, it's all science. There's, yeah. there's a, you know, if given the nerd time, I could go into why, <laughs> why does this work? What are you doing? It's polarity, it's magnets, mm-hmm. it's quantum physics at its deepest level, but it's all scientific. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. maybe
0: um, at a different point when I've been able to read more and understand and keep up with that conversation, maybe we should totally record another one and we should yeah. talk more about that because that would be really good cool to hear. I'm
1: totally down because <laughs> right. I'm somebody like I'm, for those of you out there that like the Enneagram, um, I'm an Enneagram 5, which if you don't know the Enneagram, it all only means I'm constantly researching and I want to know the why behind everything why Mm -hmm. do people act the way that they do? Why do I have this? Why does this person have pain? And so to have an answer, to understand a why has always been at the crux of, so, so naturally I started to get into this work. Why does it work? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have to know why, why do I have the ability to see these things and do these things? Mm -hmm. So it's there. It's just, um, yeah, Uh, some of it is a trust fall on the patient's part Mm -hmm. because, it's better for me if I, on their first day, if I don't know anything that's going on in their life. Um, yeah. If they come in just blank slate and mm-hmm. I'm feeling into their system. you know, A lot of people have a difficult time because that's not typically our, our mm-hmm. medical field. It's like, we want you sure. to fill out all these things, go over them all, and then we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how a session with me goes. I'm feeling the yeah. system first. And then I'm going back mm-hmm. and saying, OK, tell me why you came in here, because the yeah. system's not going to lie and I don't want to bias myself. So mm-hmm. it's kind of backwards if you've been to a traditional physical therapist. But. And there's a reason why. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, and I um, can't speak for, as far as like physical therapy, so I, I don't know if this would equate to that, but like I know like in um, like a typical doctor's appointment, like it's like so all these forms, do all these things, tell us this thing and then we'll like do like a physical exam and the physical exam is like five seconds in comparison to all this other stuff i just did um and certainly like someone's voice someone's story like all that needs to be heard too and like the whole piece that we're talking about is like the body and like how that you know just doesn't really often receive the same um time and
1: energy um in a lot of ways correct and i mean to our credit in healthcare we do very specialized things very well
2: Mm. for the
1: most part. So we have, you know, surgeons and doctors that are very specialized in certain things. And we've got access to different interventions, different surgical procedures, joint replacements that we never have in the history of humankind. So there is a definite place for that, but, when you go deeper with something, typically you're losing the breadth of it. And so Mm -hmm. I've tried through my career to actually gain the breadth of the entire system, but also be able to go into the depth of the tissues, the systems, um, each individually Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so with that, um, Go ahead and dive into our topic today which is just the reality of unprocessed emotions in the body and their impact um yeah. so where would you like to start what would make <laughs> sense said
1: for this yeah um this will be something that i'm sure in your work is not something i have to convince you about right like you're working all the time with people that are working through emotions um and past trauma And I will be curious to hear your side of this, but um, the truth of the matter is that emotions that we aren't able to process
2: Mm. are
1: actual things, cascades of hormones, chemicals that that actually flow through our system. They are supposed Mm -hmm. to enter, they are supposed to exit. And when they exit, it's called emoting. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine Mm -hmm. being on the freeway, Somebody cuts you off, you get angry, you mm-hmm. might honk your horn, you might yell, who knows? Everybody's a little bit different. That is called emoting. So, that is somebody mm-hmm. who's actually having a response. Um, Emily Nagoski calls it, you know, completing the tunnel. So, every emotion. Mm-hmm. Have you read that book?
0: Um, so Completing the stress cycle?
1: Um, no, but I read um, Burnout by her and her sister. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this is what I talk no. about, like the the mm-hmm. um, tunnel, completing the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's typically, they say two times that people don't process emotions. I mm-hmm. now would would challenge that. I think there's three um, mm-hmm. three times that people don't fully process emotions. And when they're not processed, they don't go anywhere. We don't push them to the side. We push them down mm-hmm. into our bodies. They contribute to physical pain, dysfunction, and mm-hmm. disease, or what I we call disease yeah. in the body. Um, So actually, emotions have been some of the biggest contributors to the most chronic complex pain conditions I've seen in my office. They are at the root Mm -hmm. of what's going on in somebody's system. I just had somebody Mm -hmm. today um, where that, again, was the truth about it. But um, so the the three times to go backwards a little bit, the three times that people wouldn't necessarily process if something is too traumatic, something shocks Mm -hmm. you. In the Mm -hmm. moment you have other things to do or you go into shock, those times, it's hard to process what happened to you in that moment, Mm -hmm. and rightly so. Um, Mm -hmm. A second would be if something is too chronic, so Mm
2: -hmm. pandemic or Mm -hmm.
1: abusive relationship. I've been in something for so long that I can't continually process it because it is all around me. It's the water that I'm in. It's the air that I'm breathing. Mm -hmm. Those cases, very, very difficult to process it doesn't end. Mm-hmm. And then the third one um, for us more cultural specific at this point, we're not taught to we're taught to push it down. Don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong with yeah. you. Just push it down. Um, mm-hmm. Those people oftentimes start out knowing how they feel. Mm-hmm. I feel this way, but they're trained. No, you don't. You're yep. fine. Move on. Yep. And so we do that because we think mm-hmm. when we're younger oh these people know they know what's right right this is what I'm supposed to do and over time we don't trust ourselves so we just push everything mm-hmm. down I feel something I don't say it because I eh. mm-hmm. before when I said it I wasn't really listened to so I'm just not going to say anything those are the people mm-hmm. that hold so much tension in their system I say it's like mm-hmm. having a beach ball and trying to push it underwater in a swimming mm-hmm. pool if you've ever done that The force that that creates in the body is such a disruptor of homeostasis. We're not Mm -hmm. supposed to be people that walk around holding on to our past. We're supposed to be here and present, Mm -hmm. working through things that have happened to us, completing that cycle, completing that tunnel. And when they don't, it actually fits in the sits in the physical system.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And so part of the work that I do is releasing that. And Mm -hmm. the body will tell you just like it will tell you that the liver is tight or somebody has inflammation in their colon. It will tell you there's an emotion that needs to come Mm -hmm. out of this, this space. And Mm -hmm. when I get emotions that come out, those are oftentimes my most pivotal sessions in somebody's Mm -hmm. episode of care. Um, they're, they're the moments that, oh my gosh, this thing came up. You're right. I didn't, I didn't ever get to process that, but life went on and I forgot like, Mm -hmm. who's going back in Mm -hmm. time (laughs) and learning to process things. Not really. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is, it's probably, that's what differentiates me at this point in the world of physical therapy is Mm -hmm. that I'm doing this. And I think it's incredibly important. I... I hope and pray that people follow and
0: this Mm, begins to
1: be more of a common thing because Mm -hmm. we have to be able to answer questions we're not answering right now Yeah, in in this country, in this day and age. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, How I actually, I started doing emotional release um, the way that I do it for those of you that have heard of this is through what's called applied kinesiology, Mm -hmm. but the crux of emotional release is learning to talk to the body, which is applied kinesiology and allow it to be heard. So if I can talk to the body, I can understand what a yes and what a no feels like in your particular Mm -hmm. system. I can use that to have a conversation with your body. I can get to the exact word, the exact emotion that you've been holding, and the second the body hears it, it is validated, and it releases from the system. And mm-hmm. that is, sounds so simple, <laughs> but that's all emotional release is, is just mm-hmm. allowing it to be heard, to be validated. So I've been in hearing like that from me, how does that as an EMDR therapist, um, how does that hit you? Like, what, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Oh, so many things.
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I mean, even just from the simplest, um, oh, like the simplest concept of feeling heard, right? Like, um, so when we go through anything traumatic, right? Um, our, again, our instincts, you know, oftentimes is to push it down to like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of shame involved. Um, you know, and so we don't want to, we don't want to let it go we don't want to say it out loud we don't want to let our stories be heard and within all of that um it it gets all stuck it gets like you know oh i have to fit into this box i have to do this thing or i have to be this person i have to look this way or whatever the case is and through all of that the body responds and it it just feels like gosh, once you're able to give, again, give a voice, give a space for, you know, the, the person to be heard, like I, I can say that in my sessions. Um, but also for the body to be heard, like there is there is a release, like it's, it's, you know, getting whatever off of your chest, it's, it's, it's more than just talk therapy, but it's, um, you know, it is it is releasing, it is letting go of, um, because we don't even realize that we're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Um literally getting it out from your chest. Yeah, literally like physically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. emotionally and everything, right? Yep. Um and you know, when I first heard that for first heard you like share that of um this like physical, you know, release, I was just like, "Oh, huh, like that's interesting." Like, you know, my my cognitive brain, right, was like, "Wow, like okay." Um, you know, and I can understand that in in the cognitive world of like therapy and like how that might work. Um, but to experience that from a first level, like firsthand basis, I was blown away. Like I was completely like, whoa, like, like I could feel the tension in my body, like release, like I could feel, uh, relax, like, uh, like Mm -hmm. a big exhale, like I could actually feel it. Um, and again, like I keep coming back to this and I probably sound like a broken record, but just the, um, the fact that the body has space to be able to speak is so cool mm-hmm. and so wonderful. Um, Because I just I think that, you know, we're always constantly Shh, don't don't, you know, don't tell me you're hungry right now. No, I don't have time for this. Like, you know, no, I can't, you know, process this thing or this emotion or whatever, like, I'm just gonna keep going. Um And we we dissociate and all of that, Um mm-hmm. you know, pull ourselves you know, in different directions. Um, Absolutely. Something else too that I was thinking when you were sharing. Um, so this is in the first episode that I did, but um, I heard this thing. Um, so it's so the episode I did was redefining trauma, and um, the concept is that trauma isn't just like a PTSD diagnosis, right? It is when something is too much, too soon too much for too long or too little for too long and i felt like that correlated really well with what you were sharing um just because you know it's it trauma is not just like this idea of like you had this one big crazy situation or you were you know in this one thing like it is so many things
2: uh-huh. and it
0: just impacts the body and the mind, and the soul, and the spirit, and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these different facets of who we are, um, so much that, you know, we have to do more healing than just, like, showing up in a, in a therapist's office once a week and and spilling our guts out, right?
1: Like, there's just so much more to it. And yeah, what mm -hmm. I've actually noticed is, um, and quite a few people at this point in my practice, people that are doing EMDR or talk therapy, it's almost like they, if you're a soda bottle and you're shaken Mm. up when you go to Mm -hmm. talk therapy, then -hmm. when I feel into your body, it's the first Mm -hmm. thing that comes up. It was just what you're talking about. It's Mm -hmm. like right on the surface in your body and you get to release it, not only integrate Mm -hmm. it, centrally in your nervous system, but release it from your body. And those, Mm -hmm. like that one-two punch is sometimes, Mm -hmm. ooh, so, so intensely powerful for my patients Mm -hmm. that have had, you know, struggle with not only, yes, I have this history, yes, I need to work through, Mm -hmm. but I also have this like chronic back pain and my gut's off Mm -hmm. and I have allergies and sinus stuff. And
2: like, Mm -hmm.
1: this is the importance of looking at the entire system Mm -hmm. because it's not my guts off and I have allergies Mm -hmm. and I had this thing happen to me and this divorce and this, like, it's all you. And the biggest, the greatest gift I can give somebody is the oh (laughs) that's why there's so much grace there's so much forgiveness Mm -hmm. in understanding your story and that that translates that forgiveness that exhale that we call it translates into vasodilation into the blood Mm -hmm. blood flow being able to actually move throughout your body it's not as restricted the nerves are able to you know conduct electricity through a body better why EMDR, why therapy mm-hmm. works so well with what I do? Like, we are not in competition, we are complimenting yeah. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it works so well. Let's talk it out, let's bring it up, let's repattern mm-hmm. it, let's make it right on the surface. And then, boom, you mm-hmm. come into me. Hey, this is yeah. coming up. It happens to actually be in your gut. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I've had GI issues since mm-hmm. around the same time that I had this thing happen. And I thought, so hey, interesting. Hey, Exactly. There is no coincidence. If I could just like, if anybody is listening right now, there's no coincidence in what you're feeling, what your symptoms are, how many symptoms you have, your mental health. There's no coincidence. Yeah. There's always a story totally. behind it. Um, yeah. So I started doing emotional release and, uh, shortly after I will be honest as a provider, I knew I could do emotional release. I knew I had, I had done enough study to know, it worked, but Mm -hmm. there was a piece of it that I was like, this always releases, but I don't quite have the why and understanding of this part. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Mm -hmm. then Brene Brown came out with her Atlas of the Heart book. (laughs) And in that book, yep, you got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so she's talking about a research study, I highly recommend if you haven't read this book, read it. Um, Especially if you grew up in a home where emotions Mm -hmm. kind of weren't available to you. Um, But she talks about that we, in general, uh, on average have access to three emotions, Mm
0: -hmm. happy, sad,
1: and mad. um, And that that is such a disservice because we experience so Mm -hmm. many more emotions and it's our responsibility to become emotionally intelligent the whole book Mm -hmm. is how do I become emotionally intelligent? But the one thing she said that gave me the aha moment was, we have to learn to say what the emotion is so Mm -hmm. that it can be heard and it can process in our body. And I thought, that's Mm -hmm. it. There it is. That's exactly, I like, she gave the research behind it for me. uh, And that was, Mm -hmm. I believe in 2020, 2021. But I will never forget reading that part of the book. So I'm like, there it is. There's my like final why for why this really comes awesome. together. Um, so yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, a bit yeah. of it was a trust fall and just understanding, like I know what this feels like yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. until that moment. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that you have that book. Well, of course you would.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, <laughs> yes. I love Bernie Brown. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When I was, um, oh, Oh, what was it? Oh, um, what I was just thinking when you were before the Alice of the Heart moment, um, what you were sharing about, you know, talk therapy and, and physical therapy and what you do going so well hand in hand, was it makes sense, you know, that as you are Healing, um, like maybe like having your story heard um, from a verbal standpoint or being able to process things even within the mind, like with EMDR, like we do like the bilateral stimulation to help the brain process. Um, even as you go through those steps, like the body can release only so much in that modality. And so like having that space where like, hey, I was able to, you know, share my story, feel heard, process, you know, whatever. And then I was able to go to Dr. Jen and my body was able to feel her. My body was able to release. My body was able to feel safe because um, in those moments, when we experience trauma, you know, we are in the fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode of, okay, I just got to survive. Right. And mm-hmm. your body sticks there so often. And so to have both of these components, um, you know, just like pieces of a freaking puzzle, like fitting yeah. together. Um, so the whole person can feel, um, you know, that
1: that wholeness that. that yeah, feeling. yeah, that's a great point. And it also, for me, brings up another um, I'm talking right now, like directly to somebody who's maybe done therapy before done physical therapy before things have never really kind of added up, mm-hmm. never been mm-hmm. super successful understand, especially if you deal with multiple physical bodily symptoms, that Mm -hmm. in my treatment, in the way that this works, and it works so well, (laughs) is you have to respect the order to which the body wants to release Mm -hmm. certain tensions. Sometimes emotions are underneath Uh, a restriction in my cranium from a concussion or a car accident I had. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're underneath being upregulated in the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your fight or flight has to be a priority to bring you down, to get you to feel safe in your body Mm -hmm. before your body goes, Oh, okay. if Mm -hmm. we're safe then take Mm -hmm. this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. But that may be, may be somebody that have, that's tried to talk it out. I've talked it out. I've done mm-hmm. this. I've done all this. Yeah. I do yoga. I work. I exercise. But nobody's gone to what's the root, what's the first mm-hmm. thing that needs to be addressed with you, and then mm-hmm. get that out of the way. I talk about layers of a lasagna. Like, we've got to start at the top, and then we go to the second layer, and mm-hmm. we get to the noodle. You know, like, it's got to be very, very yeah. sequential, and everybody's sequence mm-hmm. is different. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had people that their biggest, their biggest restriction was emotion and it came at visit 18 and I've had people come in with an emotional listening the first day. So it just really kind of depends on, and when I say listening, I mean like what I'm feeling in their body, just so everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really kind of depends on who you are and what your body is prepared for in that moment. So don't let it be frustrating. Don't give up keep trying, keep working on Mm -hmm. yourself. And for providers, understand if you're not getting somewhere with somebody, there's something you're missing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, there's something that I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It happens to me infrequently at this point in my career, but like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's something I don't know that I haven't checked. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. people aren't Like, it's not me that somebody needs. You need to be in talk Mm -hmm. therapy. You need to actually have your hip replaced. You need, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it really kind of depends on the person. Um, You need actual rebalance of your gut and your GI. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna send you to this naturopath. Um, So it really kind of depends Mm -hmm. on, but but everybody deserves that Mm -hmm. team of people that are thinking about them systemically and care about them, so, yeah. Mm Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: I could not agree with that more. Um,
1: <laughs> that hits you uh, in your face. Yeah, that could be a whole other <laughs> whole other episode of you know, now on episode forty-five with Dr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Um, and you know, I was thinking <laughs> just how um how uh, I don't know compatible, complementing, all of that is. Um, again, you know, I know we've kind of already hit on this, but like in, in therapy, that is exactly what we do of like, okay, where are you today? Right. And where do we need to start? Like, because nine times, well, really 9.5, 10 times out of 10, you know, this is where I start of like, okay, let's make sure that you are able to come to a stable place here right now. Like, and so a lot of the times that starts with the the grounding, the coping skills, the mindfulness, like all those different things that give the body a a sense of like, oh, okay, I can breathe, right? I can "Ah, can exhale. So we can work on this stuff because we know that the past, right, is informing the present. The past crap of life, right, is getting brought up in the system right now. Well, right now we have to feel like we can breathe. And then we can go back to the past and work through that but we have to feel good in right now.
1: Beautifully said. So that just really stuck out in my brain when you were sharing that. Yeah, the physiology behind that um, in in the physical body is like if somebody's in fight or flight, imagine mm-hmm. running from a predator mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. happens to someone when they're running from a predator. I am for sure turning on all my muscles. I'm going as fast as mm-hmm. I can. I'm mm-hmm. very, very like, laser focused, my focus is narrowed. The only thing I care about is getting away from this predator, whatever it is, right? All of the blood is shunting to my cardiovascular system and to my musculoskeletal system, get me out of here. There's certain changes that happen, they're very primal, they're very necessary, but there's people that live there. And when that happens, understand your blood has shunted, away from your GI system it's not going to be digestion immunity we don't care about that right now so those Mm -hmm. people if you're in there if you're living in fight or flight and you have Mm -hmm. autoimmune issues if you have gut issues understand Mm -hmm. it's the bigger nervous system you have long since not felt safe in your body Mm -hmm. in your being and that sometimes has to be very first step Yep. Get you to stay. those people don't heal you're not integrating mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. you know they go to get a massage it works for a day it bounces back they get trigger point it mm-hmm. works for a day it bounces back but you know Cairo acupuncture mm-hmm. go for a day it bounces everything everything <laughs> every time i say that in my office space yeah. to somebody can see their eyes light up it's like oh my gosh mm-hmm. you get it yes i do yeah. get it <laughs> and yeah. this is why we have to go backwards and we have to start here, it's going to mm-hmm. feel very subtle. This is not the reason you came, but if I don't do this first, I promise yeah. you, you're not going to heal. We got to get you to the, we got to get you to the point where your system can exhale, can heal, mm-hmm. can calm down, can feel safe, yep. can be here, like you say, be in be in the present and then go from there.
0: Yep. So mm-hmm.
1: many a soapbox for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could literally probably talk about this all day. Like- yeah. Yeah. uh gosh okay absolutely uh such an important topic too it really is um I because agree. we we don't i don't think we talk about it enough like there's not enough credence given i feel like to healing to this area of healing like i i don't remember where i heard or read this of like we we get in our society we are in such a mode right now of you know go do this thing try this meditation do this this healing practice do this yoga practice like just like these quick fixes right makes me think of a microwave like just the quickest way to get what we want you know what we think we want (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like there's just so much more underneath it um and really um you know for me personally is what drove me into emdr therapy and being being in the field that i'm at because or being at the place in my career that i'm at because before that's all i was seeing was people giving or getting this quick fix of like do this thing you'll be fine and mm-hmm. you know really what that's saying is like we don't want to deal with your story right now like just you know yeah. shove it down and that's
1: more blatantly so- we don't know <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have an understanding or a reason as to why you're like this. So like just go yeah. deal with it. Do this thing. Um yep. and so it's just that's such a disservice to humanity and people that mm-hmm. struggle with trauma mm-hmm. and um, you know, was really just a, a big inspiration, you know, for my career path, but also just even for the show of wanting to understand on a deeper level, different professions. Cause I can't be in every profession, unfortunately, sometimes my brain, um, yeah. and yeah. at the same time, like wanting to get more resources out to people of like, there are so many paths to healing yep. and it doesn't just have to be this one thing that mm-hmm. didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing is wrong with you. You are not broken. Like you are mm-hmm. not, nothing is incorrect with you. You know, like you, you just haven't found your right path. Well
1: said. Very, very well said. Number 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's the those same very beneficial interventions, your yoga, your yeah. breath work, your meditation. Absolutely. Oftentimes in somebody who's a trauma survivor, one of mm-hmm. the ways that we're surviving is like achievement. And so mm-hmm. these same healing things that we're given become mm-hmm. a list item in our day that now we have to get through. They're not actually a healing thing. It's now just a list item. And mm-hmm. I did this. And I, uh, that's why for me intention, like you ask me, mm-hmm. how, you know, how do I bring my personal self in? Mm. I've learned it's intention. I can be a list maker all day long. I have that part to me. Um, but it has to be, am I here right now? Am mm-hmm. I seeing where I'm at? Am I seeing where I want to go? And am I, am I moving there actively? Mm-hmm. Ed Milet says moving the needle, am I doing something to move the needle on a daily basis to get myself to where I wanna be there? And, oh, there's so many people that just like, I'm on this diet and I restrict this and I go here and I do this workout and I have this acupuncture and I go to massage and it's just like, maintenance mm-hmm. becomes normal and it becomes accepted and I'm calling it out, <laughs> that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Self-love, self-care, great, love it. You're going sure. to your massage? Mm-hmm. If you're going to your Cairo because you want to care for yourself and it's your time, do it. If you're going and it's not changing the reason you went in the first place, mm. stop. Mm. You know, like, yeah, not okay. Not yeah. okay for me. Yeah. So, myself included by people that aren't changing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I definitely,
0: I mean, that's great that you're you're going to therapy. You're in therapy, but if you're not seeing the changes that you want to change, you got to change something. <laughs> like something has it. to shift in in what you're doing. Because why are we doing it if we're if we're not experiencing the change we want to experience?
1: Yeah, and you have to hear from somebody like you're the same person that's been told no. What you feel is not accurate. Mm-hmm. So you start to feel maybe this isn't working. And these people are Mm -hmm. telling you, just keep going. You're going to be the first person Mm -hmm. that keeps going. You're going to listen because you think they know what's best. I'm here to tell you, no. Mm
2: -hmm. Unless
1: somebody can tell you, this is what we're doing. This is what happened. If you're in Mm -hmm. my space, you know where I got pulled. I have a measurement Mm -hmm. to show you how it changed before and after. You feel the difference. You feel the change in your body. And that is working you towards the goal you told me about day
0: one
1: that is the standard. Yeah. And, and that thing else is mm. like, come on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nope.
0: I so, 100% agree. Could not agree yeah.
1: more as a provider. Well,
0: Jen, this has been such a cool conversation. Uh, and like we said, I'm sure we could go on for um, many, much time, um, you know, talking about this and all of the soapboxes and all of the different pieces that are involved. And I definitely would love to have you back on the show at some point so we can uncover more more pieces and more stones together. Um, but for today's episode, uh, we are gonna go ahead and take a quick break uh, just so I can share uh, some additional resources and, um, and then we will get back with the rest of the show. So we'll be right back. I wanted to take a quick pause to share with you a few resources. So if you are looking for ways to find more grounding and more mindfulness into your daily life and with real actionable steps, I've developed a workbook that will walk you through developing this skill. It comes from a trauma-informed lens. So if you've tried mindfulness before and you felt like it was more triggering than useful, you could have been actively dealing with a trauma response. So this workbook is designed for trauma survivors. And more than that, it gives you actionable steps and it's packed with information. So whether your schedule looks like a stay-at-home caregiver, whether you're someone who works a nine to five or something else entirely, there's something in this workbook for you. So you can head over to soulmission-emgrtherapy.com podcast. You can subscribe for our newsletter where you'll get reminders once a month about new content and an email with that free workbook. Again, that link is soulmission-emdrtherapy.com slash podcast, and you can find that link in the show notes. If you are enjoying this episode, and I truly hope that you are, if you think that it might be useful for someone else, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform or on podchaser.com, because that is the best way to get the word out about this podcast. And lastly, if you'd like to work with me and you live in either Arizona or Florida, I now have openings for EMDR intensive sessions. These are sessions that are longer than your standard 50-minute therapy session and can really help you reach a place of grounding and healing from past trauma quicker than the standard talk therapy session once per week. So if you'd like to find out more about this, I invite you to set up a free 15-minute consultation where we can chat about if this type of work is right for you. Uh, it is also a great accompaniment for if you are already working with a therapist and you're having a hard time breaking through some kind of block or trauma response or trauma trigger. You can go to soulmission-emdrtherapy.com contact, which will be in the show notes. All right, let's get back to today's episode. So we are back. Uh, with Dr. Jen. And we're going to move into the next segment of our show, which is called Providers Aren't Robots. Um, And I know we talked about this before, but, um, you know, this is the section in the show where we just talk about uh, an example of our humanness, right? Because so often when people um, show up in our offices, They kind of only see us in this one little moment and there's so much more to us as humans and we certainly don't live in perfect bubbles and so i think highlighting you know hey we are human too um can also help a person become more comfortable um, as they are encountering treatment with us so um do you have an example that you would like to share of how you are not a robot and you are in fact a human being
1: goodness yes um (laughs) I was going to say, I feel so seen by one of Alok's quotes. Alok Mm. Alok is a um, gender non-conforming poet and comedian. But I heard them talk about greatness as being a response to trauma. Mm. And anyone that's ever been great or a high achiever, you can go back into their life, into their history, and uncover Mm. why do you care that much to be that great? I Mm -hmm. guarantee you there's pain back there, like guarantee you. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: so for me at this point in my career, if I know someone that's a great therapist, they probably had therapy. Mm -hmm. If I know somebody that's a great surgeon, they probably had, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. understand that when I say I love treating complex Mm -hmm. issues, I love treating the nervous system, I love treating anxiety. It's because I am mm. my patience. I've, I've been my patients. I am still a patient of this work. Uh, my mentor works on me on a monthly basis so that I can feel it in my body, so that I can remember, mm. so that I can stay at my highest level, so that it's not foreign to me as an experience. And so mm. I, I can feel because I have felt mm. the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. i do pick up anxiety i am a highly highly sensitive person it's why i see four people a day (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm I'm right there with my people um and Mm -hmm. oftentimes if i if i don't protect myself before i treat people and by protect Mm -hmm. myself i mean like energetically protect myself Mm -hmm. uh, i can actually get the symptoms of my patients when they come through here Mm -hmm. and so um, very important to me to understand boundaries understand my own protection my own energy so that I can help people but I would um I would be remiss if I didn't say my my past is totally what brings me into this and into this moment so yeah 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 mm, yeah <laughs> I don't I can't
0: remember if this was in in our conversation I know I was talking about this with someone else also <laughs> Um, but just like the passion that we hold as helping professionals, I think it was within our conversation, the passion that we hold with it as helping professionals, I think that's what drives so many of us is like, because we have had, we have had firsthand experiences of the stuff, right? Um, to then be able to find some healing, find some relief, find that exhale, Um, And then just wanting to share that with other people and wanting them to know, like, hey, like, you don't have to live in this. Like, this is not where you have to stay. This is not where your story has Mm -hmm. to end. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, like, let your mess become your message. Mm, Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost cliche now, but, like, that's honestly what my life has been. (laughs) That's why I do what I do. So... I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right.
0: So trauma tip of the week. Yeah. Um, I really love giving people actionable things that they can do today after they listen to the episode um, and real things that will start helping them in fact move out of trauma instead of staying stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the thing that you just wish Every person would hear understand, know um, you know from from the work that you do in 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 trauma
1: great um, mm, The body is its own extremely intelligent entity. Mm. So know if you are. At war or at peace with your body? Mm. Um, At peace with your body means when I have a symptom, I listen to it. I get curious about it. I don't run around trying Mm. to find all of the answers to what's wrong with me. I integrate. I feel into my body. I try to learn from it at war with your body every symptom is something wrong how do i fix this now what's wrong with you why can't i eat this food i don't understand i've never been able to sleep i just am this way like understand where your starting point is if you're someone that's at war with your body step one do the work the next time you get angry the next time you get sad. The next time you feel joy, check in with your physical body. You are having Mm -hmm. a sensation. You have just learned not to feel it. Check in. I will tell you if I feel anger, it is heat that is in my face that runs down my neck and across the tops Mm -hmm. of my shoulders.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That is anger. Know it identify it, become its friend, that is your ticket out of holding emotional trauma in your body. Mm -hmm. How do? what does sadness feel like it feels like a heaviness in my legs? What does grief feel like grief feels like aching in my pelvis? What is and everybody's different. So what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. not going to be what you feel.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But joy, joy feels like my heart is exploding. It's like, just swelling. That often is what joy feels like for people um, but it doesn't have to be so do the work of understanding mm-hmm. what your feelings feel like in your body they are going to tell a story people that come in here that i release emotions of unworthiness mm-hmm. emotions that you're not worth it Mm -hmm. oftentimes have heard that they're not worth it. When that emotion Mm -hmm. releases, it it releases out the ear. Mm -hmm. The body tells the story. If it took your voice away, this Mm -hmm. experience, it's going to leave through your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. If it made you feel unsecure, not stable, it's going to be around your core. Like the Mm -hmm. body knows where to put things. It's extremely Mm -hmm. smart and it just wants you to listen to it and understand it. And then Mm. it will start to let go of these things one step Mm. at a time. You can get there. I promise you can. Change can happen over the course of a decade, but I firmly believe big change for people happens. It may take a decade to get to the moment, but it's in one moment. Mm. It's in Mm. one moment that you decide, I'm not living in my past anymore. I'm going to start from here and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to stand guard at the door of my mind and not let this take me back into who I used to be anymore. The second you do that, you're not going to send the same signals. The body doesn't know chronological time. If you're Mm -hmm. living in your past, it's living in your past. What happened in your past? We're going to hold these same tensions from your past. Oh, well, now she's decided that she wants to live in the future and right here, right now. Mm -hmm. Well, right here, right now. I'm great. I'm fine. I don't have any tensions. You would be amazed at the changes. Mm -hmm. So stand guard at the door of your mind, make the decision in a moment to not live in your past anymore and then be very acutely Mm -hmm. aware of the feelings that your individual body has. Learn Mm -hmm. to honor them, learn to validate them, learn to hear them, you won't hold them anymore. Mm -hmm. I will say a lot of people don't want to feel Mm
0: -hmm. their feelings.
1: Um, understand. I'm stealing this from Nagoski, um, but she's she's dead on. No feeling is going to take you down. You are Mm -hmm. going to survive it. It doesn't last Mm -hmm. forever. You will have an emotion that will last anywhere from one to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Your body needs to process it Mm -hmm. and you will be healthier for it. You're fighting a battle inside yourself that you don't even know Mm -hmm. about. Or maybe you do. But the battle inside yourself is an insidious one that you can't Mm -hmm. see versus knowing this feeling Mm -hmm. when it comes up, and I keep pushing it down, you know about that, you're in control of it, you just choose to not release it.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: allow it to come up. You know, for me, Mm -hmm. if I allowed my anxiety to come up, it's very shaky, shaky Mm -hmm. at my chest makes my voice shake. Um, Mm -hmm. but it has to come out. It has to be heard. Mm -hmm. Um, very inner child work. I don't know if you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of that, but like, Mm -hmm. understand what the inner you is saying and become your Mm -hmm. own best friend. Like then you're never alone.
0: Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think just allowing, allowing the space right to, Mm -hmm. again, you know, you talked about Nagoski, but like, um, going through the tunnel, like allowing there to be an end because uh-huh. the body doesn't know that there was an end. And so that, uh-huh. that feeling of closure, that feeling of like, ah, exhale, right. Comes with experiencing the experience and knowing that there's an end, um, rather than, Oh no, push it down. Stop it. I can't do that. I can't feel this. We don't have time for that. <laughs> um, you know, but to really, not an end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You keep reliving it over and over and over again. Um, I think that's what I was, I was trying to get out of like, you know, so often, you know, people that encounter triggers from trauma, you know, they are experiencing that over and over and over again, because it's something that's happening within their mind.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: so, um, you know, being able to notice what's happening in the body, when when those things are coming up and mm-hmm. you know to find again to listen to give space but to find the safety where that mm-hmm. cycle ends where you the the period at the end of the sentence goes so that way you can exhale because yep. after the period the new sentence. <laughs> you yeah, know what I
1: mean? So yeah. Um I just recently started to incorporate this. Uh this is from Mel Robbins, Mel Robbins podcast. Mm-hmm um but she talks about the brain being a, ver- a very associative organ and so each of us has a different sense that is our most keen that brings up our most memories um mm-hmm. so some people it's taste and those people like oh mm-hmm. i love food i want to eat this type of food because it takes me right back to my grandma cooking blah 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 other people like me it's smell I love a fall scented candle. It takes me right back to fall in the Midwest, like mom cooking for Christmas and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day, understand what your biggest sense is because it's gonna be your connection to your trigger, but also your way out of the trigger. So if it's like, man, I get like the smell of gasoline throws me back into like that thing. And oh my gosh, like it's hard when I go get gas and then I'm nervous the rest of the day. What do you love to smell? Take it and use it for your superpower. I love mm-hmm. to smell flowers. Go to a florist after you get gas. Like, take mm-hmm. your senses into something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, the brain is so smart but also so simple in certain ways. Like, <laughs> just smile and it goes, what are we smiling about? What happened? That was that was great. That was cool. What was that? What happened? Like, it's honestly the way it is. And so, yeah. For me, if I smell something that I don't so much like, if I just go ahead and light a candle or smell my bath hand soap, smells are big for me. The smell of my office is big for me. Mm -hmm. And so understand, are you touch? Are you sight? Are you smells? Mm -hmm. Like, are you taste? What are you most triggered or driven by? What's your loudest sense? And then use Mm -hmm. that to your advantage. Like, Mm. yeah.
0: Yep, Ah, I love that. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? As to why so many like grounding principles that surround in the senses work so yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. So the final fast and sometimes funny questions that I Bring would like one. to ask uh, Just <laughs> to hone in again on our humanness and um, just a fun way to end the show. So yes. first thing first, where would you go if you could visit any place on Earth?
1: Hogwarts, if it were real, that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I,
0: I, Ooh. I, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> good. Yep, the Hogwarts letters just never came; they got lost.
1: Never. I'm still waiting on mine. Okay.
0: Yep. Right. Yep. Okay.
1: What about for real? Real? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to Scotland in June. Scotland and Ireland, so that'll be my second. You're the second person that has told me that today.
0: Really? Yes. Excellent. Um, I think they're going there in September,
1: though. Okay. So yes. different time. Yeah. I'm very stoked about it. I've never been anywhere internationally. Um, oh Cancun. My I guess Cancun, but it doesn't really count in my mind, so. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm excited
0: for you. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Take tons of pictures. Mm
1: fun. I will. I will. Um, yep. Should pineapple be on pizza? Only if there's also Canadian bacon or bacon, onions mm-hmm. and then barbecue sauce. Uh, otherwise, wow. absolutely no chicken, not with chicken. What are we doing? Speaking of my love language, the barbecue
0: sauce is key. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm, okay. Um, what makes you feel inspired or motivated to do the work that you do? I'm
1: going to say another quote that I heard you are most equipped to be in service of the person you used to be. Mm. And so if I can help any version of my past self. Mm. Um, um, What is one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? That I'm introverted and people can exhaust me. (laughs) I mean, maybe not after this podcast, like, oh, she sees four people a day. Like, yeah, very introverted. After this, I will be going home, probably reading quiet Mm. in the pool. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Okay. Um, Well, which may lead
0: into the next question of what does a simple moment of pure joy look like for you?
1: pure joy for me, a cup of coffee, being outside, hearing the birds in the morning.
0: Hmm. Good way to start the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Also ah. because outside in the morning smells really good. And like I already told you, I'm very like olfactory sensitive. <laughs> coffee you know, and outside. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you, Dr. Jen, for coming on here today and sharing with us and just having this really cool conversation. Um, Again, I would love to have you back on because I feel like we could have gone down a lot of rabbit holes today. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we went down the ones that we did. Um, It was a really, it was an enjoyable conversation on my part. So thank you
1: again so much. The feeling is mutual. Absolutely. And anytime,
0: I will come back anytime. Happy to. Thank you so much for joining me today on Moving Out of Trauma. If you'd like today's episode and you think it might be useful for someone else, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform or on podchaser.com. And if you have any questions at all, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at soulmission underscore EMDR therapy or on Facebook at SoulMission_EMDRTherapy. EMDR therapy. If you'd like, please stay tuned for the visualization exercises coming up next to transition to the next part of your day. And remember, you did not choose trauma, and you can choose your path towards healing. This is Moving Out of Trauma. So I just want to invite you to find a comfortable position and to make sure that you're doing this exercise somewhere uh, safe, somewhere where you feel um, that you can take a few moments for yourself um, and definitely not while you're driving. So we're going to start with the container activity and then move into the calm seat place. So it's good to have a secure place where you can store memories and issues and and things that may need still some work, um, but also maybe you don't need to focus on them right at this point. So if you think about it almost like cleaning up the files on your desktop computer so you can just feel a little bit less overwhelmed and focus a little bit more efficiently. Files are in a safe place. You can access them the next time that you need to. So to start creating this container, I'd like you to imagine some kind of container or storage system that can securely hold as much as you need it to, for as long as you need it to, until you're ready to work on it again. So this container can be something you imagine. It could be something that's real. We just wanna make sure that this container has a lid or some type of secure closure. So that way there's a way to take things out only when you want to. Now, it's important to note we don't want to put people in containers, but we can put memories and feelings and any kind of situations. So take a moment and really think about what that container might look like. Notice how the container feels. Notice how it feels that it's there for you, should you choose to use it or when you choose to use it. Now, if you need to use that container, I want you to picture allowing whatever needs to go in there to take its place in there. This can happen slowly. This can happen quickly. However it needs to happen, it's okay. Just allow the pieces, the memories, the thoughts, the feelings, the situation, whatever it is, just slowly take its place into that container now once you feel like the things that need to be in the container are in there I want you to close that container some people like to imagine that there is a lock there or some kind of secured closure beyond just a, a lid so if you like you can go ahead and lock that just imagine it kind of taking its place back into wherever it needs to be. So this could be a place that you think of in your home. This could be an imaginary place, wherever it is, just some place that we know that it's there when we need it. And now we're going to transition to that calm state change place. So this is a really good activity to develop a couple of ways to feel more calm and secure without really needing to rely on something or someone external than us. So one way we can do this to create this type of place that you can visit internally whenever you want, kind of like having an instant mini vacation on demand. So see if you can think of a place where you might feel a sense of calm or a sense of well-being. You can imagine a place that's similar to one that you've experienced or heard about or read about. It's best not to use a specific memory with people though from your own history. So some people like to think of the beach or the woods, Mountains, maybe someplace they feel cozy. So just notice this place. Notice what you hear. Notice what you smell. Look around. What do you see? What do you feel? Maybe either the temperature, the time of day, even down to how you feel in your body as you imagine yourself in this place. Really just allowing yourself to soak up every single positive part of this place. The way it looks, the things that you hear. The things that you smell, the things that you might be able to touch, any textures or temperatures, and really encapsulating what you feel in your body as you're in this place, as long as it feels good and calm in a place of centeredness. knowing that this place is always available to you because it is within you. It's a place of your very own making. A place that you can return anytime you need. Whether it's for quick deep breaths, returning to center, or maybe even winding down for the evening. This place is always here for you. this recording is going to finish, but if you'd like to stay in this place a while longer, you're certainly more than welcome to do so. And I hope that you'll join me next time on moving out of trauma.